ladies, it's Brittany Brazel. The Lord has given me a passion for motherhood and homemaking. From that passion, a ministry has birthed, No Higher Calling. There is no higher calling on my life than to be wife to Simeon and mama to my littles. I still have so much to learn, but as I continue to grow, it is my desire to share the truths God is teaching me. Hey ladies, thank you so much for joining me today on the No Higher Calling podcast. Um, We are just a few days out from Valentine's Day, so I am joined again today by my favorite guest speaker, my husband. Hello. And we just want to chat with you guys a little bit um, about ways that we have tried to be intentional about connecting with each other in busy seasons. I think I'm safe to say that probably 99% of us are living in a busy season. Culture, life, it's just we're busy. We have a lot on our plate, a lot of on our schedule. And I think sometimes in busy seasons, um, some of the most important things in life tend to be neglected or really taken for granted. And one of those is your relationship with your spouse. So Simeon and I are in an extremely busy season of life. If you've listened to some previous episodes, you'll know that um, not only are we parents to three kids, four and under, we are involved in a lot of ministry um, just in our local church. The Lord has opened some doors for us to just have some ministry individually. And also, we are currently on deputation, traveling all over the East Coast of the United States, raising support. Um, That combination of things has made for a very busy season of life. It's great. We are having a blast. Um, But we've had to really work hard at not losing focus on the most important things that God has given us in life. And our marriage is one of those. Um, I think probably last year, towards the end of last year, would you say fall, winter of last year, we were really, um, we were together 24 yeah. seven because of the way our life is right now. Um, Simeon doesn't work outside of the home. We're either traveling or he's at home. Um, he's still very busy. Um, often he's in our bedroom slash office, making phone calls, scheduling (laughs) meetings, doing his podcast, a lot of different things. Um, But we are always together, which is a great thing. We love that. Mm -hmm. Um, That was no adjustment for us. We we wanted no other way, really. We we love being together as a family. But all that to say, even though we were together 24-7, we were almost kind of like roommates. (laughs) We just, we weren't really connecting um even beyond romantically just you know friendship um you know general conversation hey lunch is on the table come out here yeah just let things get in the way lots of stuff going on yeah and i mean our marriage was fine it was i mean we were in love and it was moving forward i guess it just it wasn't really thriving um, Not like we wanted it to. Yeah. And the Lord just kind of worked in our hearts. We read a marriage book together. We really just kind of prayed about some things and really just decided that we wanted to start being intentional about connecting with each other's hearts. Um, one area that we kind of struggle with, we love to watch TV. Like we've our relaxing thing is just put the kids to bed and veg TV for like <laughs> from seven till our bedtime. Um, and 
the Lord really kind of convicted us about that. One, there's just not really that much that's worth watching no. these days. And also, even though we were sitting on the couch together, even though often we were snuggling on the couch together, we weren't sharing our hearts with each other. We weren't really connecting in a deep personal way um, like we wanted to. TV's not really sharing life. It's like sharing somebody else's life. It's weird. <laughs> yeah, so we we really, I guess in this new year, we've really just said, okay, we finished up a TV show we were watching, and then we said, no more. We're just going to spend our evenings. Some evenings were productive, like now we're actually recording this podcast in the evening. <laughs> but, um, but most evenings, we really try to do something that we connect together. Usually in the evenings, that's kind of our time to spend as a couple. Um, our kids still go to bed pretty early, so that's our time to um, spend. But even during the day, we've tried to um, just really think of the other and do things to show the other person that we are thinking of them. Yeah, and we um, <clears throat> different different ones of us are busy at different seasons, and um, you know, there's there's been times where I have just been completely slammed. I've you know, had conversations with different pastors all day and been sending emails and doing this and doing that. And, um, those are the times in which typically the effort has to be done on your side and, um, which can include anything from, you know, making cookies to, um, <laughs> making just an extra special effort, effort to pull me, laundry. Yeah, yeah. Or just pulling me aside and giving me a hug and a kiss or whatever. Um, but because I'm so busy, I can't even think about doing anything else. And then there's other times where you're the one that's busy and which has really, as of late, been more the case. Yeah. I mean, as a family, we're collectively busy, but really since the first of the year, it's been a little bit of a shift. God's opened up a few things for me that I've been trying to get going. This podcast, one of them, and right. I've kind of been the busy one and Simeon has started a wonderful daily routine <laughs> well, I, as um, life allows for it. We, we've we been, I got sick in December. Um, not early, COVID. Not COVID, no, <laughs> but early in December, um, but just kind of a, a cold that didn't seem to ever want to go away, throat stuff. So I started drinking tea um, and I typically, I typically do that because I don't want to drink coffee all day, but I need something hot on my throat. And so um, I started drinking tea and I kind of acquired a taste for it. So um, I started making the two of us tea uh, after that. And so it's kind of been my way of making Brittany take a break, if you will, and getting some tea in her system. And um, so we've enjoyed we've enjoyed that together. It's It's been so sweet and it's been awesome. So he kind of has developed this little routine around it, which is funny because that's not normally how Simeon works. That's more how I work. Like, oh, it's it's this time on the schedule. But he's got this whole like one o'clock afternoon tea routine. He's done research on like different teas, how you steep them, when you add this, when you add that. I personally don't really, I, I like to drink water and that's about it. I don't like anything I drink to be flavored. I am branching out with tea. I would like more of the ambiance of tea. So the idea of, oh, just a nice cup of hot tea in the afternoon. But he has really been experimenting and like, okay, well, why don't you try this? Maybe this will make it better. So currently I have an apple cranberry tea that I really like. And he puts like what, a teaspoon of honey? It's, yeah. Well, I just kind of squirt some in, but I measure it out. Yeah. Like local wildflower honey and a splash of milk. And it's just the best. But it's been so sweet. It's 
just something that as I'm like a mile a minute just with normal routines in life in the home and homeschooling and keeping up the little ones. And then I have several different ministry things that I'm trying to keep up with. Um, He knows me well. He knows that I just go, go, go from really time that I get up till time I go to bed. So it's been a gentle way for him to say, hey, babe, I made just a cup of hot tea. Why don't you just sit down and take the five or 10 minutes to drink it and read a book? And that's been great because there was times where he just, you're working too hard. You need to sit down. Or there's been times where I've, Mm -hmm. you know, came to him and been like, you know, we're not getting enough tension. You need to you know, focus on us. And that has not been the right spirit in which to approach each other. So, I mean, there are times where you do need to be direct and talk, obviously come to your spouse in the right spirit, but just in a day in day out when I'm busy, he's busy. The fact is life just won't let us be anything but busy. There are things that we have to get done. It's been sweet to just gently say, Hey, come here for a second let's stand in this corner and hug for a few minutes <laughs> or, you know, it doesn't matter that the kids are screaming. We're just going to have a moment here. And so anyway, our, our little tea routine has been great. Yeah. That's not something that uh, everybody can do, obviously. Yeah. And um, you know what? It, but... it is for a season. There's going to come a time in our life where I highly doubt he'll be home all day, every day and mm. life will allow for then. And then we're going to have to be intentional about thinking about something for that season. But for this season, we can have our tea time over zoom. <laughs> <laughs> I did tell him, I was like, you know, when you get to, when we get to Australia, you're going to have to like plan your schedule that you can come home at one every day and make me tea. Well, they have tea time there. They so. do. See, it's perfect. No, this is, it's special for this season. And if the season changes, then we'll just have to put forth the effort into finding something different. But I want to transition a little bit and just beyond talking about being intentional to connect with your spouse thinking about something that speaks their love language that you would just reach their heart even if it's you know a five minute endeavor even if it's something as simple as just pouring a cup of tea um i want to transition from kind of talking about that to talking about um some different date night things that we've really enjoyed um those just day in day out things are very important because let's just be real that's like 95% of life is just the mm-hmm. day in, day out, living together, doing your normal routines and life. But there is that 5% that is a little extra above and beyond um, where you can get date nights or, you know, just ways that you kind of get to slip away and connect deeper. And I want to talk about just three different things that we have done really recently that has just kind of added a fun element to our marriage relationship. One thing that we did that I wish, I don't know why it took us so long to do this, um, but it was so good for our marriage was we got away for a few days. Um, We actually went to a bed and breakfast. Now, I know that life doesn't always lend um, to actually get away like that. This could be something you do over dinner or whatever. Um, But we just kind of got away for a few days and we said no phones other than contacting Mammal about the kids (laughs) and um, no TV, no social media. We just wanted to connect with each other and to connect spiritually with the Lord. Um, there had just been some things going on in our family, um, really just everything, family, ministry, kids, marriage, yeah. just some stuff that really we wanted to talk through 
we wanted to pray through. Um, we really wanted to know God's mind for our family on some issues. So we just had like a two-day getaway where we kind of alternated between playing games and taking a hike and, you know, doing fun stuff together. And in between the different activities, we would just go back and um, spend time reading our Bibles together or praying together. Um, We kind of really just worked our way through our list, um, praying for our family and our marriage, each one of our kids. Um, Then we just prayed for our ministry and things and then prayed um, about some specific things that we were seeking wisdom in. Um, But that was a very special thing. And like I said, I mean, we've prayed about things together before and obviously, you know, we study our Bibles together and share how God's speaking to us, but we had never like really set worldly things aside and as husband and wife focused on getting wisdom from the Lord and really beseeching him for some things that were heavy on our heart. And that's not something you have to spend a ton of money on either. Um, and there's cheap ways to do things and, you know, I mean, that can happen on your knees beside your bed, you well, know, sure, I mean, sure. it is nice to get away, to go somewhere, reboot, you know, reboot physically, get some rest, reboot spiritually, get, you know, bury yourself in the Lord's word for a couple of days, um, reboot your marriage and intimacy with one another. All of that's good and needs to happen. And I think it's good for people to get away. And there are cheap ways to do that. You can do it through Airbnb, various other ways to do things like that that don't have to break the bank at the same time. So I think it's a good idea for people every once in a while to do that. I wouldn't recommend doing it every three months or anything. Um, <laughs> hey, why not? <laughs> <laughs> because it wouldn't be special anymore. Um, but I do think it is a good idea for people to do that from time to time. Yeah, it was great. It was it was great for our marriage. Um it was just, it was a good time of growing deeper together and growing deeper in our relationship with the Lord. Yeah. And don't just take a vacation, you know, don't just make it a vacation. Do something, plan it to where you don't have anything that you're going to do really, except for spend that time with each other and with the Lord and, and you know, side activities. Will I'll be real. Happen. I mean, it was, there was a temptation to hop on social media or pop in a movie or, you know, yeah. <laughs> do things, but, but we just had to be like, no, you know, let's go take a walk or, you know, how's God been speaking to you recently or what book have you been reading? And so that was just, it was a special time. Um, but that's kind of like our big date thing. That was, that was great. Just really, um, connecting with each other, getting away and going just beyond the physical, even beyond just the relational friendship, mm-hmm. but really deep down to our spiritual um, you know, and, and we're, we are busy. We have little kids. Our conversations are usually about, you know, goodness, some new animal they discovered or, you know, the boogers that are on their shirt or something, <laughs> you know? Um, so our conversations aren't always deep and spiritual. We just don't have the time to really dig deep in the Bible together. So it was great to get away and just I will say that that's not going to fix your marriage. Um, you know, it, it, yeah, it's real the life hits quick. <laughs> it's the day to day stuff that that you've got to fix if you're if you're having any trouble. But um, something like that does help kind of rejuvenate and get you rested, especially if you've got young kids. I mean, you got to get the rest too, the physical rest. But um, you just it, again, it's not going to save your marriage, but it can help kind of rejuvenate you. Yeah, it was great. It was a good just kind of restart, refresh. We can go back and 
take on the challenges that life brings and the power of the Lord. It was good. Um, so then just kind of practical date nights. Um, we like to go out to eat. Uh, not so much now. <laughs> Deputations kind of changed us. We're homebodies. <laughs> um, when you kind of travel for a living, you don't want to travel for recreation. So, and also we eat out a lot when we're on the road. So Simi and I, I think we would both agree that he'd much rather I go to Kroger and buy some steaks and him grill them at home than to go out to yeah, a fancy steak some, restaurant. Get some babysitters and spend the <laughs> evening by ourselves at Yeah, home. there's been times where we drop the kids off at Mammals for a date night and then we come back home and grill steaks or even order a pizza, you know. Yeah. Um, but so, yeah, while we sometimes, it's nice to not have to cook and we do slip out to restaurants, we really... Our favorite date is when we do an activity type of thing. This is a little harder in the cold months. You have to get a little more creative. And then COVID has kind of put even more of a damper on options out there. When it's nice and warm and beautiful outside, we love to go hiking together. We love to kayak. Um, That's really been something we've done. Yeah. Escape games. Yeah. Escape games are fun. We did one of those at Christmas. Um, So just activities that... You know, require us to converse, and that's another thing that we're just so bad at when we go out to eat at restaurants. We we have this horrible habit of we just like scarf our food down like we've never eaten a meal, <laughs> and we don't talk. And then like 15 minutes later, we're leaving, and we're like, "Wait, that was supposed to be a date night, and all we did is shove lasagna in our face." But <laughs> anyway, so we really like doing like an activity kind of date that's been fun um but we're just gonna make this last area super practical super real life um babysitters are expensive date nights can be expensive um to try to find the time in your schedule and the planning and the money it it just doesn't always lend itself to happening so something that we have kind of started doing i mean we've really done it for a long time but because we've been no TV this year. We've done it more. Um, is just having kind of like at home date nights. Once we put the kids to bed, and um, like I said, our kids go to bed at like seven, seven thirty. So that gives us a good, you know, three, four hour chunk of time in the evenings before we go to sleep. So we have been playing games together. Um, it's it's kind of hard to find two player games other than like Uno. I mean, yeah. not hard. Yeah. Simeon wouldn't I mean, say it's hard. He's the game. Like master, he knows all these. Ga- I think it's hard. I was like, "What games can you play with only two people that are actually fun?" Um, but we've found a lot. Simeon is—he loves games. His family loves games. I—I I didn't really grow up playing games. We did like Hi Ho Cheerio when I was little. Um, Uno, Life. I loved Life. Life was the best. Anything that involves no <laughs> skill whatsoever. Stop it! <laughs> no, Life was the best because my parents would let me like cheat and skip to all the. You know, it's a boy, it's a girl tiles, and I just line up like my five minivans packed with kids, <laughs> and I just take my little caravan all the way to retirement. You a kid driving a minivan. <laughs> oh man, it was great. So like, life was my favorite. But no, Simeon likes the deep strategy games. You know, the more thought provoking and analytical, and it's just the better for him. So we've kind of had to learn to appreciate. What the other one enjoys, and and there's happy compromise. mediums too. <laughs> there's a lot of games that have a happy medium, a, a decent amount of luck with a decent amount of strategy. So, so we're gonna just finish up this episode. We're gonna chat about five, maybe ten more minutes, talking about our top three 
games that we love to play, just the two of us. Um, I will link in this podcast the blog post that I wrote um, that kind of goes along with this. I list several more games in there, and you can actually follow the links over to Amazon. Quite a few of the games, when I was writing that blog post, quite a few of the games are actually on sale right now. So might be a good time to check it out some of those. And I would say but, this too. Um, if you're worried about expense, because games can be fairly expensive, um, you can quickly and easily online find some games that you can play with a simple deck of cards that'll cost you five dollars at walmart so and most games would be you know what we would pay to go out to eat sure yeah for a dinner anyway they range in um, 20 i mean games can be clean up to a hundred dollars but yeah most and games some of the games well bucks. the games that i list on my blog are kind of a wide you know range of price i think some of them are as cheap as like maybe 15 ish mm-hmm. yeah and then, you know, some up to 40 or $50. But anyways, it's well worth the investment because it's not just a date night that's going to be one meal and then it's over. I mean, these are games that when you make that investment, you can play them over and over and over. Um, Simeon really loves games. That's his thing. So there was a couple years that that's all he asked for for his birthday and for Christmas. And we have accumulated I need my uh, own bookshelf. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's it's out in our living room. It's up in our closet. We've, we've just got games, like, spilling everywhere. But anyway, uh, you can read kind of a more comprehensive list of some of our favorite games on my blog post. But we're going to share our top three favorites. So the first one is our newest game that we got. And we actually took this game when we did our little bed and breakfast getaway um, that we talked about earlier. And that is Ticket to Ride. Yeah, Ticket to Ride is a is a... Uh, fun game. It does require a bit of table space, but you put the board you put the board out, and it's got various routes on it. And the idea of the game is that you have cards in your hand, which well, it's are a train game, right? Um, so you have cards in your hand that you are trying to complete specific routes with your trains, your color of trains. And so, um, in the two player version of this game, you don't tend to bump elbows all that much necessarily, um, as far as you're building on the on the routes, and routes are already taken, so you can't go that way. Um, in the two player, it's a lot more fun because you can kind of spread out across the board board um and so you get you get points by building out your trains longer trains are worth more points and so you're trying to complete these train routes ticket to ride is probably one of our top favorite two-player games right now maybe it's just because it's brand new and we haven't played it all that much um but it's fun it's also fun just i don't know here's the nerd in me i enjoy kind of the geography of it there are a ton of versions of ticket to ride there's expansion packs upon expansion packs but we have the europe version um it basically just means that your routes and destinations are different but it's kind of fun to kind of test our geography and try to pronounce some of the names of these cities i would say since you mentioned expansion packs be careful that you don't accidentally buy an expansion pack yeah of the actual make game. sure you're buying the game uh, don't think oh it's cheaper so i'm gonna buy this no <laughs> you want the game before you get the expansion pack but that one's really fun um another one that we really like is azul so this is more my favorite than simeon's favorite i'm just going to be honest here i i really don't win many of the games that i play against him he just, he has more of a mind for the games. If it was life, maybe I'd win by happenstance because <laughs> there's no strategy to that game. But um, the ones that do require strategy, I don't usually win for some weird reason. I don't know why. I win Azul a lot. Um, so that one's a lot of fun, but I'll let Simeon explain it because this is his department. So Azul is a, is a Spanish-themed mosaic tile game. 
and the idea is that you are you are building a mosaic in a pattern that is preset on the table in front of you and so you're drafting tiles out of the middle and competing for the same tiles to build your own little mosaic and so you get different points for different things having a bunch of tiles in a row gets you points having rows and columns gets you points um, but because you're drafting out of the same pool you tend to draft what the other one wants a lot of the time so it's fun to kind of banter back and forth and get mad because they took what you wanted and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's a really pretty game too. I mean, not that that like is it's super It's very well built. The, the pieces are very yeah. high quality and it's not a super expensive It's very game. colorful. I love that one. That one's really... That one. Well, I'd say Roman Cube's my favorite, but he won't yeah. play Roman Cube, so I will we'll say go that with Azul. Ticket to Ride is a lot cheaper built. Azul is extremely oh, yeah. well. No, high, Azul high quality is very materials. high quality. Um, and then we'll wrap it up with our last favorite... I mean, really, we have lots of favorites, but these were just the top three that we probably play most often is Carcassonne. Yeah, so Carcassonne is a medieval game in which you lay tiles, and as you're laying these tiles, you are constructing a uh, medieval countryside. And so in this medieval countryside, you have cities, you have um, pastures, you have roads, you have uh, monasteries. And how you win the game is you have a point track um, that's a little separate board. And on that point track, you're trying to have the most points at the end of the game. And basically, once every tile has been played that can be played, um, the game is over and whoever has the most points at that point wins. And so um, the way you get points is you finish cities, roads, or monasteries, and you have little people that you can place on them called meeples. And when you claim them, you pull your meeples off and you get all the points for whatever it was that they were claiming. And um, so the fun of that game is you can kind of elbow your way into other people's cities. You can both kind of claim it. And then if you get the majority, then you get to claim the whole thing. And there is no board. You're using your tiles your to tiles kind of are create the board. The board. Yeah. So that one's a lot of fun. Um, but those are just kind of three of our top favorites that we love. We have a lot of fun. Um, I guess I have fun losing often. But <laughs> you, you win sometimes. You win sometimes. The, the playing with my man is fun. So um, just in honor of Valentine's Day coming up, we just wanted to kind of share um, just some ideas of maybe ways that in busy seasons with little kids, with teenagers that you're rushing all over the place, um, whatever season of life you find yourself in, just different ways that you can try to be intentional about connecting with your spouse, um, really just connecting with their heart and growing your friendship, deepening in that friendship. Um, Cause friendship is so important in a relationship. I think sometimes it's like, once you get married, it's kind of like, okay, well we're now I don't know, lovers, for lack of a better word, coming to mind and, and not friends so much. But that friendship really extends even deeper. I don't, it's yeah. just. I would say we, I, I used to think that um, it didn't really matter what we were doing as long as we were spending time together. And that's just not true. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of things that you can do together and not be together. Um, you can even go out to eat. Like, we, I mean, usually when we go out to eat, like you said, we scarf our food down so fast and then we leave and we like the and that most. that doesn't mean you have to go with like a list of your, you know, some date night topics that you found Yeah, but online, if you're like us, but... you need to do something intentionally to make sure that it's, you don't do that. You know, most of the time when we go out, the most we talk is when we're in the car. Yeah. Or ask probing questions, not, you know, how's work been? Good. You know, ask things that encourage your spouse to open up and talk and really share their heart. Um, I feel like I don't really have a problem sharing my heart. I usually kind of gush it on you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think men don't tend to t 
talk. Men aren't super talkative. Anyway, most men are not. And so um, I think, it usually like takes you said, some mining for me well, to asking questions, what, asking questions is heart. always good because especially don't ask yes or no questions, you know, because then the man's going to say yes or no. Um, ask real questions. And, and we try to do that with our kids too. I mean, they're little, but even with Eden, it's not, did you have a good day in Sunday school? Yes. Okay. End of conversation. I mean, even if we lead with that question, we try to follow up with, okay, well, what did you learn? Who was there? Mm -hmm. You know, what did you play? What did you sing? And um, to kind of really get down in her heart and see, okay, well, what is she learning? What is, what did she retain from that? And it's the same thing in our marriage, just trying to um, just really be purposeful in the relationship. And I think, I mean, we don't have a lot of marriage experience. We're going on seven years in July, but from what little we've learned, um, the more that I think of Simeon and not myself, um, the more our marriage thrives and same thing for him. And that's not that like I'm neglecting myself or he's neglecting himself, but I feel like when you focus on the other one, it, it's just how God intended it for the marriage to thrive. When I am seeking to bless him over me focusing on me. In turn, I am blessed because it makes him want to bless me. Does, does that make sense? Is that confusing? <laughs> no, I think it's natural. Um, you know, people naturally respond. Um, so people don't naturally intentionally do good to others because we know that we're all innately bad, right? Um, we have a sin nature. So we don't all innately do good things, but we do naturally respond good to good with good. And so if you want someone like your spouse to be intentional about being good to you and spending time with you, then perhaps, you know, maybe we, we need to be the ones to be good to them. Or like, I mean, just real life example. Okay. There's been times when Simeon's been in a busy season and you know, I'm in the kitchen. Oh, I hardly see him. He's so busy. He doesn't have time for me. When's the last time he kissed me? And instead of, I mean, not instead of, there's been many times where I just, I grumble and allow that to cause a wedge between us. Um, but the times that instead of doing, you know, grumbling and complaining and, oh man, it's not like it was when we were dating, when I'm just like, that's okay, he's busy, it's for a season, how can I serve him and how can I encourage him? You know what, I'm just gonna whip up cookies, that Simeon's love language, it was not written in Gary Chapman's book, but it should be. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, it's been the times when I've gotten over myself and tried to serve him that all of a sudden he just, he stops what he's doing and he comes over and gives me that big smooch and, hey, babe, thanks for thinking about me or vice versa. I'm busy, you know, recently, and I'm sure he feels like, man, I'm tripping over toys more than normal. <laughs> um, but he's stopped and he's made me the cup of tea and I don't know. I think I've loved on you in return. <laughs> <laughs> it's been nice. <laughs> so anyways, just some practical things, just kind of um, just sharing things that have helped us to connect and grow as a couple together. Marriage is so important. Um, obviously, it was designed by God. It, it is beautiful, and our marriages are to reflect Christ. But really, marriage is kind of the foundational um, building blocks of the home. We need strong Christian homes. We need strong parents. We need strong kids growing up into adulthood, coming out of these homes. But none of that is achieved if you do not have a strong marriage. You can't have a strong home if you don't have a strong marriage. And mm -hmm. um, the way that you have a strong marriage 
is by focusing on Christ and focusing on your spouse. So hopefully this gave you some ideas of how you can do that and just how to fall in love more because it's great. I like being in love, do you? (laughs) (laughs) Me too. Awesome. Thanks, guys. I hope that this episode has brought much glory to Christ, encouraged your heart, and strengthened you to be the wife and mother that God has created you to be. Thanks for listening.